This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, September 7th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. States are responding to a new and freer market for health insurance with the federal expansion of so-called short-term health insurance plans. And the response so far isn't very good. Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. He argues that by severely limiting access to these health insurance plans, state lawmakers and governors may end up leaving many Americans exposed to high medical bills, inaccessible health care, and bankruptcy. We spoke today. So the federal government has effectively legalized some short-term health care plans. Uh, what does that mean in as short a time as you can tell me? Well, it's actually more expansive than that. What the uh, federal government has done is created a parallel market, a parallel and free market for health insurance. Obamacare continues to exist, but by loosening the rules governing so-called short-term limited duration health insurance plans, the federal government has created this this parallel market where there are no federal regulations on these health insurance plans. So we actually have a head-to-head competition or race now between Obamacare, which is a very government-heavy way of trying to provide health insurance protection uh, to people who get sick, and a market system for doing the same thing. All right. So what has been the state response and what what has this uh, parallel market – What does it invite states to do in order to accommodate these kinds of plans? So notice that I said there are no federal rules governing these plans. There are a couple, but they're really very minor. Uh, And and so we really do have from the federal level a free market in uh, health insurance now. But states still have the authority to govern and regulate health insurance within their borders. And so what a lot of states have done is they have – some have already prohibited these short-term plans. Uh, Some are trying to prohibit these short-term plans. As we speak, California Governor Jerry Brown has on his desk a bill that would completely ban short-term health insurance plans and therefore uh, ban this free market in health insurance. That's problematic for reasons we can get into. Other states are trying to do things that would uh, essentially neuter this market, uh, that would force people out of their short-term plans after they get sick and force them into Obamacare plans. Uh, States like Illinois have tried to do that. Fortunately, Governor Rano vetoed a bill that would have uh, uh, forced people out of plans that they like and into Obamacare plans. And other states are considering similar measures. Whereas at the federal level, a uh, senator from Wisconsin uh, named Tammy Baldwin has introduced a congressional resolution that would rescind the uh, the, the new ru- rules governing short-term plans and creating this free market in health insurance and essentially uh, expose sick people to uh, remove consumer protections from these short-term plans, expose sick people to medical underwriting, higher premiums, canceled coverage, uh, bankruptcy, and even denied care uh, if Senator Baldwin gets her way. Before we dig into uh, some of the details here, what short-term plan doesn't sound great? Like if if somebody is uh, wanting to have health coverage, the fact that the word short-term is in front of it uh, at first blush doesn't sound great. So what allows people to string these plans together. Yeah, so th- it is sort of awkward uh, uh, that we're talking about short-term plans as this last great hope for free market health insurance. But uh, 
What happened is that in 1996, Congress started regulating uh, health insurance in earnest, but they created this exemption for short-term limited duration insurance. And no one paid much attention to it because Congress wasn't uh, wasn't wrecking the insurance market too much back in 96. Uh, and so people will just use short-term plans for, you know, to fill gaps in coverage between when they're, you know, switching jobs or leaving their parents' plans or before retirement or that sort of thing. But when Congress really did take over private health insurance with the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, People started paying attention to this exempt form of insurance called short-term limited duration insurance because it was exempt from all of the uh, Obamacare rules and all the previous health insurance regulations the federal government uh, imposed. And when the Trump administration went to look at this exemption, they realized, thanks to some commenters, including me, I uh, filed comments during the regulatory um, uh, process. They realized, actually, the way the statute is written, this exemption is much broader than anyone had uh, theretofore realized. It allows uh, people to have short-term plans that last not three months, as the Obama administration said, but up to 12 months, and then that they could be renewed for a limited duration up to 36 months. And this is key. The Trump administration essentially said in its final rule on short-term plans that federal law allows HHS, the Department of Health and Human Services, to regulate health insurance, but it does not give HHS any authority to regulate the type of insurance that protects you against your health insurance premiums going up if you get sick. So what the federal government said was, you can have a short-term plan, it can last 12 months, you can renew it for up to 36 months, and then you can buy another one if you want. There's nothing in federal law prohibiting you from doing that. And there's nothing in federal law prohibiting you from buying a separate insurance policy that is not health insurance, but protects you against your health insurance premiums going up if you get sick, and then using that to protect you from being re-underwritten when you buy that second or third or nth short-term plan. And so what the Department of Health and Human Services said was, you can string these plans together with one of those so-called standalone renewal guarantees for an extended period of time. And what that means is the short-term market is no longer short-term. It, it can provide long-term protection against the cost of illness for people who, for enrollees who develop an, uh, an expensive illness. And this is really important because a lot of critics of, uh, of these new rules say that they're going to pull healthy people out of the Obamacare exchanges and that's going to cause the exchanges to collapse. But what they're forgetting is by letting people in short-term plans continue to pay healthy person premiums even after they get sick, what, what these rules do is they keep sick people out of the Obamacare exchanges and that improves those risk pools and helps keep Obamacare premiums down. You mentioned Governor Jerry Brown is as we speak, uh, pondering whether or not to sign something that would uh, severely restrict uh, short-term plans. Uh, what is that proposal and what should California be doing? Well, we're talking on Friday, September 7th, and Governor Jerry Brown has until September 30th to sign or veto a bill outlawing short-term health insurance in California. And what that would do is 
it would deny care to lots of Californians. The way the Affordable Care Act works is it says uh, if you the insurance companies can't deny you coverage or charge you higher premiums based on a pre-existing condition. That creates a perverse incentive for people to wait until they are sick to purchase coverage. And if everybody does that, only sick people will be purchasing coverage and the, the market collapses and no one gets to buy health insurance. But uh, in order to prevent people from doing that, what the Affordable Care Act says is you cannot buy health insurance for nine months out of the year. Basically, there's some exceptions, but that's basically what it says. And so if short-term plans are available and you miss the open enrollment period for an Obamacare plan, you can still purchase a short-term plan that will carry you through to the next open enrollment period. What the le legislation before Governor Brown says is that we're going to ban short-term plans. And that means that if you miss the open enrollment period, uh, you cannot buy ACA coverage until, uh, or you can't enroll in an ACA plan until January 1st of the next year, which could be nine or more months away. So what the legislation before uh, Governor Brown would do is say to people who missed the open enrollment period, you, uh, if you get sick or you cannot buy health insurance that will protect you if you if you get sick between now and the next open enrollment period. And so there will be Californians who missed the open enrollment period, who would have purchased a short-term plan, but were barred to do, from doing so by this law, and then get sick and face, uh, will have to face expensive medical bills all on their own without any insurance coverage. Uh, the, and this is in a healthcare system that is so dysfunctional. You have people getting with insurance who are getting bills for $100,000 or more after a heart attack mark up to 500% of the cost of these things. And that's with health insurance. Uh, the California legislation would leave uh, California uh, patients in e even worse shape because they would not have any health insurance to protect them against those bills. And a lot of them would not only uh, uh, suffer bankruptcy, they, they may even have to go without necessary care because they cannot afford it. So the decision that Governor Brown has to make is do I want to deny health care to California patients in order to uh, to do what my political and ideological base wants, uh, which is protect the Affordable Care Act? And as I mentioned before, it's a false choice because allowing short-term plans uh, actually does uh, protect the Affordable Care Act. It reduces premiums in the exchanges. It doesn't uh, banning short-term plans won't protect the Affordable Care Act like uh, its supporters think it will, but, or I should say that allowing short-term plans won't threaten it as supporters think it will. Uh, but we can say for sure that if Governor Brown signs this bill, there will be people who are denied care in California, and uh, that's because that is the intent of the legislation. What about in the U.S. Congress? So there is a really good law that Congress passed some time ago called the Congressional Review Act that allows Congress to uh, invalidate re regulations uh, that are uh, promulgated and finalized uh, by the executive branch. This is a good thing because you want Congress to do the lawmaking. You don't want the executive branch to do the lawmaking. So under that Congressional Review Act, a senator from Wisconsin named Tammy Baldwin, has uh, a, a Democrat, 
has uh, introduced a resolution that would rescind the rules that HHS uh, put in place regarding short-term plans. Uh, she says that these short-term plans are junk plans, uh, and that they uh, uh, and she wants to get rid of them. Now, her her uh, Congressional Review Act resolution would not get rid of them. It would get rid of the rules that the Trump administration uh, has implemented, and it would revert to the rules that were in place prior to that, that had been put in place in 2016 by the Obama administration. So what's the practical effect? Well, it would mean that short-term plans uh, could no longer be guaranteed renewable so that uh, you could not string together, so that if you fall ill uh, and you tried to buy another plan, you would, uh, another short-term plan, you would be re-underwritten. Your premiums could skyrocket and the insurance company would probably deny you coverage. It also means that uh, because short-term plans are limited to just three months, uh, the comprehensiveness of, of those plans will be less than what they were, uh, than what they would be under the Trump rule. So, uh, what this the the practical effect of this is that under Senator Baldwin's uh, resolution, people who enroll in short-term plans, you could still enroll in a short-term plan, but if people who enroll in short-term plans in January and then get a cancer diagnosis in February would lose their plan in March and have absolutely no coverage for their cancer care from March until January 1st of the following year. That's Senator Baldwin's plan. And Senator Baldwin claims that she's getting rid of junk plans. She's not. She's not repealing uh, short-term plans. They would continue to exist. She's just making them junkier. She's making them junkier because they can only protect you for a maximum of three months if you're sick, and they will offer less comprehensive coverage under her resolution than they would under the Trump rule. So it's really ironic here how Senator Baldwin has it exactly backward. She's not enhancing consumer protections. She's reducing them. She's not protecting the sick. She's denying them care with this resolution. Michael Cannon directs health policy studies at the Cato Institute. You can subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and you can ask Alexa to play the Cato Daily Podcast. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.